Everyone knows that Springfield, Missouri is the birthplace of one of cinema's finest actors, Brad Pitt. But not everyone knows that every year he returns to Springfield in the night to give spankings to all the people who ever disrespected him. (laughs) He comes into their houses and says, Hey, remember me, pal? I was in Legends of the Fall. I was in Ocean Eleven. Now I'm going to spank your bare bottom red and there's nothing you can do to stop me because I was in Ocean Twelve. Right here in spiteful Springfield, Missouri. That was really good. (laughs) Live to two hard drives on two separate continents, separated by 8,000 miles. You're listening to Earth Food Mo, the world's number one podcast about two friends who used to host America's number one podcast about restaurants in in Springfield, Mm -hmm. Missouri. Mm -hmm. But now review chain restaurants that are separated by Ocean One. <laughs> There's oceans in between us, but that's not very far. <laughs> it's from your favorite song. What's my favorite song? It's Blurry by Puddle of Mud. Mm, I forgot. That is my favorite. It's mm-hmm. no longer Younger Us by Japan Droids. It's Blurry by Puddle of Mud. Wow, cool. same amount of syllables. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, yeah, I clapped it out to see. So what we do yeah. with kids. We clap out the syllables. Anyway, we used to host a podcast in Springfield, Missouri, in which we tried to eat at every single restaurant in Springfield, Missouri. We made it to 200, mm-hmm. an astounding 200 yep. restaurants. That was the exact count, which is kind of incredible, considering we only put out 166 episodes, something like that. Yep. Plus Tower Club content, obviously. Then we started doing this. The last episode we, we put out, got a review yep. from my father. He said, quote, Self-indulgent. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, sounds like your family was relatively diplomatic about it, Andy. I uh, just saw my mother recently, and uh, she had just listened to the episode with my oldest brother. They'll listen whenever they, whenever there's an episode out, and mm. they have a car drive to my middle brother's house. Sorry to weave this web for people. Uh, Two brothers, I know. It's a lot to keep up with. Yeah. Anyway, they listen on the road, said that they listened to the last episode. I, of course, said, yeah, that one's pretty bad. I, mm-hmm. I didn't really like that one. To which my mother responded, the uh, woman who gave birth to me, uh, mm. yes. <laughs> Wisdom. That was it's her to- exact response. No need to elaborate. My dad said it was a bit self-indulgent this was via text and you know i cannot argue with that bad episode bad way to celebrate year three but hey we're into year four now and it's already feeling better dan i've had my full cup of coffee i'm energized i'm ready i know to talk about a restaurant that is i hate talking about food it's really the worst (laughs) (laughs) i like it again andy i like all of it the show's okay. good now. The The last episode was the last bad episode. Even though you said the incorrect amount of years that the show's been running now, it was actually our fifth anniversary, not our third one. That no. doesn't make this episode bad. That just makes fifth? you dumb, which <laughs> makes the show good. So year six? The show's good again, folks. Is this year six of doing That's this? Right. Mm-hmm. Man, it's yeah. true. We're both hot now. If the year was me... The show's good. We've... If- all the time. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. of us. 
Yep. I, I was going to say, Andy, if, if the show were me, it would, it would just be learning to, to wipe its own bottom, I think. Mm. In, in year six, I believe. <laughs> Much like I just described what a MacBook will be able to do with the uh-huh. new iOS update. A very yes. good joke, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not just yeah. the most basic thing you could possibly say in that uh-huh. situation. Anyway, yep. how you been doing, Dan? It's so good to see you. We mostly just text now, which is kind of how most of my relationships go. Uh, but it's, it's really nice to see your, honestly, very hot face. Oh, thanks, Andy. Um, I'm doing great, I would say. Uh, the show's good again, so I'm doing good. Uh, the show's not good when we're not doing good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm super chill. I really enjoyed prepping for the show no not even a bit i really was excited to record this one when you suggested it i leapt at the opportunity you know other than that i'm i'm just a happy camper andy you know i'm i i am a big christmas spirit guy i love christmas um i kiss santa claus presents etc i um elves i haven't what are (laughs) Like, I'm a big... Hoping you would latch on to the fact that I said igloo. <laughs> it's, it's a Christmas association. No, no. Igloo's cold. Christmas is cold. That all, that all checks out. I haven't heard what else. Like, um, pointy ears, uh, bow and arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Legolas's. Yeah, there's a bunch of Legolas's up there on the, up there on the North Pole. Yeah. Liv Tyler. Now they're all Legoli. I hadn't heard that, Andy. I hadn't heard that. That that's pretty cool. Hot elves making toys for the little mm-hmm. girls and boys. What? Oh, Liz, and, that, and this is a twice. this is a Christmas carol. That, yeah, that you grew up with. <laughs> it sexualizes the elves. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Andy, have you? Uh, speaking of sexualized elves, uh, have you been to any shows lately? I sure have. I went to Clock and Flap Festival. There's no. What's cat. that, Andy? Hi, Mr. Business. What's hey, up, bud. buddy? Oh, look at that. He's that's right his there. Little perch. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. My little buddy is good. not around. Yeah, he is. He's right behind me. Never mind. He's right there. Oh, hey, little guy. Oh, yeah. Move that chair, Andy. Oh, yeah. there we go. Look at him. I love him so much, Dan. I love my yeah. cat so, so, so much. You know, I adopted him from another teacher. At the end of last school year, his name's Remy, and he was—he's jumpy. He's people tell me that he has separation anxiety, and is really jumpy around new people. And it took him a while to really acclimate to being around me, but he's just sort of edged closer to me day by day, and now he's as close as he can possibly be because he'll just jump up and wants to sleep on my chest. Oh, so yeah. I'm, a, I'm mostly a back sleeper these days. Oh yeah, and I'm fine with it. Uh, I'll just nice. let it happen. He'll yowl. I don't care. His little ugly yowl is like beautiful music to mine that ear. That is nice. Love that it. That is nice, Sandy. Yeah. I like to hear that. And you know, uh, sometimes yeah, I it's such I a like, special thing. It's so good. I'm gonna keep talking about this. Sometimes, you know, like I'll, I'll like I like to hold a pillow on my left side for everything. This is like a thing that I do. Sometimes he'll just like go put half his body on the pillow, half his potty, half yeah. his body on my on my little belly. And uh, it's just so nice to wake up to that or just be awakened when he jumps off of me. Even the stuff that seems like it should be bad when I think about it, 
I love it. I love that my little guy's oh, always yeah. around. It's really great. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredibly precious. Mr. Business will use my hand as a pillow sometimes. I'll, mm, I'll just have mm. my hand laying out from under my own pillow, and he'll lay his head on it. Um, and that just melts my little heart, Andy. I yeah, love it so, so much. What do you like more, cats or music? Ooh. That's tough. I really love that we don't have to choose, which is very nice. I was able to leave my precious little cat, who's not little. He's a pretty big mm-hmm. boy. I was able to leave him in my apartment for uh, four days on his own last weekend. He had the automatic feeder. He was fine. While oh, yeah. I went to Clock and Flap Music Festival in Hong Kong. Second time. They've done it this year. Normally happens in December. They did a big like a big special one in March to celebrate mask mandates, ending, city reopening, all that. So I talked about that on the show. But the first time, I saw Wu-Tang Clan and uh, Arctic Monkeys and some bunch of other bands. This time, the lineup was not nearly as impressive, but I still got to see some really good stuff. saw the band Pulp, the Brit, Brit pop band. Never been one of my bands. You ever been a Pulp person, Dan? And I know it. Orange Juice, different um, thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh no no I haven't been I've never yeah. been um like a, a Brit pop guy in in yeah. general but I I hear they're great and I, and I'm it pulp one of those bands that I know someday I will be into sure it was really interesting to see them because they're reunited they hadn't toured in twelve years I really like Jarvis Cocker their singer I like Jarvis Cocker's mm-hmm. solo music quite a bit I think it's a lot more interesting. He did sure. this album with Steve Albini called Jarve is a decade ago at this point. I think it's really great. It's pretty punked out and this has great songs on it. There's a song. I'm not going to reveal it because whatever you can put this. Who, who cares? Never mind. I've got the song called Angela. I've had a girl in my class in the past name, Angela. And I cannot help but sing that song. It's like Angela, Angela. <laughs> da, 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 da. Anyway, so anytime I say this girl's name, I would sing it, and she uh, she hates it. She really hates it. <laughs> oh sure, yeah. <laughs> but kind of going along with that, it was kind of fun to see him when I've been singing that song in class here for this whole semester because I had the girl with that name, and also there were other connections like. I didn't know who was going to play at this festival until they didn't announce the full lineup until like a month before or something. So I saw Idols again, which is really fun. Um, I wore an Idol shirt to the event that eventually led to me being in China. I don't want to talk too much about that event, but I had that shirt on. And then on my flight uh, to China, I listened to an Alex G album for the very first time from start to finish. And also saw him. So I had these kind of like wrap oh, around. Yeah. It's kind of like a wrap around connection or something. It felt it was really nice. You know, I tend to make way too much of coincidences. I think it's fun to do that. But it was kind of nice to have all that sort of come together and see those bands and feel good about my life and all of that. So wish you could come to Hong I mean you can come to Hong Kong. You just have to do it. But I would love to for you to see Hong Kong and go to a show and come have some fun with me over here. Andy, um, unfortunately you haven't seen a lot of the stuff on my rap sheet i can't mm. come to hong kong oh, uh, okay i am considered a political dissonant i i i am po- i i'm politically dissonant there mm. politically dissonant okay mm-hmm. i guess we all kind of are 
Uh, when you, when you really we, think about it, Dan. Aren't we really, Andy? When anyway, you really I'll, do think about it, mm-hmm. which I'm like really thinking about it right now, like, and yeah. I know what that word means, and I know what the other word that I meant to say means. Uh-huh. And when you really think about it, it's whatever you said. Oh, Dan is has gone rigid. I think he popped some kind of vessel in his head thinking uh-huh. so hard about the word yeah. <laughs> dissonant. that's right and um speaking of that word uh pearl jam has a song called dissident Mm -hmm. and uh i saw pearl jam once and i'm going to talk about some other concerts i saw recently yeah dan what are you seeing that's how you segue Mm. andy (laughs) by continuing the topic of conversation wow Uh expert Mm -hmm. segue yeah that's right (laughs) um I think between the last time that we spoke here on the podcast, I've been to a few concerts, uh, went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, back to Kane's Ballroom, uh, love just one of the best venues, maybe my fin- favorite venue that I've ever been to, uh, went there to see Boris and Melvin's Andy. Uh. What a show. I, I cannot believe you got to see Boris. That's so, so, so cool. I remember yeah. talking about how I'd probably get to see them first since I'm in Asia, as previously discussed, but did not happen. Did not I happen. Have, has not happened. I, I've had a ticket to see Boris before that I had to get rid of because I just had too much stuff going on at the time. And um, I was so happy to finally fulfill that dream of seeing Boris, just one of the loudest, best bands on the earth, uh, kind of assumed mm. that they would be opening for Melvin's just because, you know, North American tour here and it, it's a co-headlining thing, but, you know, Melvin's are real big and that just wasn't the case, Andy. Yeah. Melvin's open. Uh, and I couldn't see it happening any other way after sure. the show that Boris put on. Just really melted that room. I would say Kane's Ballroom, about half full for it. Really not a huge turnout that night, unfortunately. But man, just the best guitar solo I've ever seen in a show. Just most uh, emotional guitar playing. Uh, from Wata all night. Just uh, really, really cool. So jealous. So jealous. That's awesome. One week later, Andy, Friday the 13th, make my way down to Fayetteville, Arkansas. My first time ever in the city to see the group Death Grips. Mm-hmm. For the fifth time, Andy. I saw him earlier in the summer at Kane's Ballroom. And I, I it was it was a legendary show, Andy. It was truly special. It's the first show that they had played with Nick Reinhardt from Terra Mellos. And, yeah. Uh, he, he plays guitar on a lot of Death Grips records. And um, he was there playing guitar along to him rather than uh, Flatlander on the electronics. And it, it, it was just very cool, uh, very intense show, fully packed house. Um, great, as always. Oh, that's awesome, dude. I'm happy they had to do this, that. 
second show, Andy. They had, you know, they're they're hitting all sorts of places in the Midwest. They're very kind to us in the Midwest and in the uh, mid South, I guess. I don't know if they're going to like Alabama, yeah, and Florida, all that much. But I've right, had the, the opportunity to see them a lot. Yeah, yeah, right. That's that's us. Mm-hmm. I like it. I do like that. Mid-South it just feels good. weird to call us the Midwest here Makes because sense to we're not like mid. Chicago or yes, yeah. I would say we're certainly mid, Andy. Uh, I saw Death Grips down in Fayetteville. This show was added fairly late to their tour. I mm. think it was like the last show added, uh, the last date of their tour, maybe besides Austin City Limits. And it it was a memorable one, Andy. Uh, it was at JJ's Live uh, Beer Garden in Fayetteville. Uh, venue that has a designated pit area that you have to pay $20 extra to get into, um, something that some venues are doing now. Uh, They also have a balcony level that I don't know how much extra you had to pay to get up there. We we weren't even allowed to ask the number. They said, no, you, we, we rebuke you. You, you get from here. You don't, you don't ask us that you get. Andy, I would say JJ's Live is one of the worst venues I have ever been oh, to really? in my life. Truly horrible. Just nothing but bottlenecks. I don't see how you can like safely leave or breathe in there, especially after uh, coming directly the week before from Kane's Ballroom, mm-hmm. where you have so much freedom in that venue uh, and the restrooms are right by the stage. You literally walk out of the bathroom and you're right in front of the stage. It's a really uh, beautifully constructed venue uh, that is not designed to like punish you. Uh, Whereas JJ's live very much is a bad venue, Andy. And, and I would say overall bad turnout, very packed again, but the show unfortunately ended early after people were throwing glow sticks at death. Oh Grips. yeah, that was a national story. That was like an international story. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. You were there for that. I very much was, Andy. Unfortunately, I mean, the, listen, the band they kill, they kill yeah, every single time. They play ninety minutes. They pack twenty nine songs into that ninety minutes. Mm-hmm. I think we saw like 25 of them that night before they just left. And I don't blame them one bit. I'm surprised they didn't leave earlier. Listen, I know that our audience is real distinguished folks who can clearly enjoy art. You know, they're listening to this right now, uh, probably enjoying a nice aged brandy or or port wine. Uh, (laughs) Maybe... Maybe a stogie. Or yeah. A, Talk more. What other um, fancy things do people like? Oh, brie cheese on a. Ooh, yeah, brie's good. Crostini. Uh, wine, a port wine. <laughs> I just watched Die Hard last night. I mean, I'd seen it a bunch oh, of times. Oh, the Christmas movie? One of my friends put it on, and there's a line in there about smoked brie that's really good. And then all of us at the part, there were three people total, but we were like, oh, man. Wish we had some brie right now. That'd be great. We didn't have any brie. But it is funny that that was what we took from Die Hard. It was like, man, really wish we had some cheese. (laughs) Not a big brie guy. 
I love it. I love do it. like you know uh, one of the the bad guys in Die Hard has to he gets hungry and grabs a chocolate bar from a candy case and it always makes me want a crunch bar the 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 one that he grabs. That's honestly my favorite um, part of the movie when he grabs that crunch bar. It's, it's really, really it's really it's memorable. Really funny. Yeah, it's so good. That's a fun movie. It's it's a uh, it takes place at Christmas. Christmas. Andy. Yeah, the Death Grip show was good. I don't really know where I was at. It, oh no, I was just saying people can't enjoy art and they don't deserve to. Uh, so that's why they can't see the full Death Grips show. Yeah, yeah. There were just a lot of very confused children when when the band left, and uh, I hope that they learned their lesson. And I hope that if they didn't, they're receiving spankings spankings yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i hope they get soft but effective spankings that's how andy. i personally like a spanking andy wow wow mm. you've changed that's that's <laughs> that's growth that's growth bud that's growth <laughs> Oh boy! I talked a lot about my growth, growth for the last hour and fifteen minutes before we started. I spent so much time on Zoom this weekend, Dan. Zoom slash Microsoft Teams. Mm-hmm. Talked to my parents for over an hour yesterday. I talked to a good friend for over an hour yesterday. I had another thing today. I'm talking to you now. It's great to be able to communicate with people. Can, I know it's super basic. It's a very basic thought, but like, it's wild that we can do this. It truly is. Anyway, uh, it's other concerts. Andy. I love it. I don't have anything coming up, sadly, but I want to tell this story because it's very dumb. I bought a ticket to see the oh, Metallic. Andy, not one of your stories. <laughs> no, don't say that, bud. I bought a ticket to see the Metallic hardcore band Jesus Peace, who has like one of the best drummers out there, which is so excited to, yeah. to watch their drummer play more than anything. It's like you know, metal and hardcore. It's fine. I like going to the shows sure. more than I like listening. So I bought a ticket to see that. And then I saw listening for the, the band Tokyo Shoegaze was going to come, which is... I mean, I like I knew of them. I'll just go to any Western band playing here, or any just band that I think is cool that sings in English that sure. comes through. So I bought a ticket to that show. Realized a few days later that uh, they're the same night. Uh, so I bought two tickets to shows on the same night that are so 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 far away from each other that I couldn't possibly go to both. It's not like in New York City where I was able to go move from Staten Island to North Brooklyn and see a show here it would have truly taken like two and a half hours for me to get one venue from one venue to the other which yes i would have had to travel like an hour to get to one of these shows had i remembered now i had it in my head it was on a sunday night and come sunday night i was at my friend's house watching an episode of ted lasso which is not a show that i love but that's one he wanted to watch so we're watching that and i realized Oh wait, the shows are tonight. <laughs> and I was like exhausted. It's like I, I got to go to these show. One of these shows, I got to make a decision to go right now. And then I pull up the ticket and realized uh, those shows were the last Thursday. Those shows had happened three days before. <laughs> wow! <laughs> so I just straight up didn't go. Uh, you know, life's been complicated for the last few months. I work really, really hard at my my job, and I go really hard outside of work because I like seeing people and interacting with people, and I just lost track going to a punk show this week chinese punk show don't know the band don't know the music but i finally at year three 
made a couple friends who are into into the same kind of music as me here. So when things happen, uh, we we try to go uh, to to those shows. So no idea Very what cool. band we're going to see though. He found the show. So excited to hear about it. Yeah, you know this isn't exciting or anything, but like next week I'm going to go to Thailand and then to India mm. and then to Nepal. Mm-hmm. We don't need to talk about that. That's mm-hmm. boring. Yeah, it's something. no. You can't talk. I mean, it is boring. You can talk about it though. Yeah, everyone tells me that in India I will myself. Uh, that, uh-huh. that just, everyone keeps telling me that that's going to happen. And truly, everyone's reaction when I tell them I'm going, and I say, "Jokes on you! I do that all the time anyway." Yeah. So okay, well. India cannot hurt me no response no that was just the joke i was going to make so um i didn't i i'm i'm mostly just mad uh <laughs> I, it's 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 just seething anger masked mm-hmm. with a smile andy uh you know the typical way i record these episodes andy what's brought us here today on this uh fine occasion to record an episode of earth food mo friendship and fellowship dan i'm gonna read you a text i just sent i said want to see wonka with alan and me this afternoon wonka is playing here unlike most Mm -hmm. movies and then i sent it immediately followed it up with wanna wonka and uh that's i just wanted you to hear about that Mm -hmm. and you sent that just now i did it while you were talking yeah oh okay okay good yeah Wanna Wonka? It's crazy that you can like both cook in text and then here on the pod you're like given ten out of ten. I was so present and engaged when you were telling that story about St. Boris and the Melvins. I know, Andy. And yet, I know. I, I, I made a whole tell. afternoon plan and really followed through on it. You know, we got the whole thing going. And what you said wanna wonka? Wanna wonka. Okay. Well, now I'm sending a message that says 3:20 each year. You after, which is like a really great ramen place. Kind of trying to plan a dinner after Wonka. Mm-hmm. Though mm-hmm. I imagine we're probably going to want to eat candy, sure. Dan. Yeah, we're going to be yep. craving candy because Wonka's yep. all candy. Or maybe you'll have like kind of taken on the lessons that all those nasty little children learn, and you won't want candy because mm. the candy is kind of it can be kind of almost scary in that in in that franchise of films i haven't seen the newest one andy yeah but uh oh love so, some of the things that it's i i just love intellectual property oh and one of my favorite ips andy one of my absolute number one top fandoms of choice it's got to be kentucky fried chicken really is this true is this tata true no i just want to move on so badly (laughs) i'll lie i'll lie i'll cheat i'll steal i'll disown everyone in my life andy (laughs) just to move on to the food dissident (laughs) okay let's dissident dissonant uh, I'll be everything. All right. I did write a history, Dan. Yesterday, oh, wow. I had so much stuff to do. I had a huge list of things to get done. You know everything that I had to prepare for yesterday. Yeah, you won't shut up about it. I did not get to part. Yeah, it's exciting. I, <laughs> I, I didn't get to one of the things that we had planned or had talked about doing, which we should maybe mm-hmm. just talk about on a conceptual mm-hmm. level later. 
Sure. But uh, I did get to a history of KFC that is relevant to our discussion mm-hmm. here. Kentucky Fried Chicken, parentheses, KFC, in parentheses, originated during the Great Depression when Colonel Harlan Sanders began serving his renowned fried chicken at a service station in Corbin, Kentucky. In 1952, he opened the first official KFC franchise, and in 1964, the brand was sold to a group of Kentucky businessmen, marking a period of rapid expansion domestically and internationally. By the late 1970s, KFC had become a global phenomenon, and in 1986, the year of my birth, the company was sold to PepsiCo, which explains why KFC is one of the few places around that still insists on selling that garbage juice. Anyway, the PepsiCo acquisition set the stage. I'm going to take that garbage juice line again. That still insists on selling. That still insists on selling that garbage juice. Anyway, the PepsiCo like acquisition. Good. Okay. I'll just leave it all in. Who cares? <laughs> Anyway, for the third time, fourth time, the PepsiCo acquisition set the stage for KFC's expansion into the People's Republic of China. The first Chinese KFC opened in Beijing on November 12, 1987. PepsiCo's goal was to capitalize on the country's rapidly growing population by positing the colonel's breasts, wings, and thighs as a unique and enticing new dining option for Chinese consumers. Much like what happened with Taco Bell, which we talked about on the first Earth Food Mo episode, KFC's initial expansion into China was a bit rocky. While the chicken was a staple of Chinese diets in many regions of the country, greasy American-style fried chicken was not. To combat this, the company proactively localized its menu, introducing items with names like the Dragon Twister and Soy Milk Chicken to cater to Chinese tastes. It worked. In the 1990s, KFC began to dominate the Chinese fast food market. Building on the success of the Beijing store, KFC opened restaurants in major cities such as Shanghai, Shenzhen, and of course, Guangzhou. The expansion continued into the 2000s and continues today. Right now, in December of 2023, Ho Ho Ho, Rudolph, Elves, etc. Actually, wait, I'm going to have you guess. Um, how many KFC first? How many KFCs do you think are in the U.S., Dan? Just ballpark. Um, KFCs in the U.S. I'm going to go 500. 4,500. Okay. 4,500. Okay. And how many do you think there are in China? All of China. Yes, all of China. 1.8 billion people. Uh. I'm going to go 7,500. Over 10,000. Wow. There are more than twice as many KFCs in China than there are in the U.S. And yet, Shanghai still only has two Popeye stores. And that's it. Can you believe this? That's wild. That's two wild. Two Popeyes in the entire country. I would move there just for Popeyes. Yeah. You should. That's what I got, Dan. That's China's. That's KFC's expansion into China and a brief history of KFC. Dan, what is your history with KFC? Oh, well, first of all, Andy, let me commend your wonderful history. Uh, it's always fun to hear that. Flawlessly delivered. No misspeaking whatsoever. Won't no. be a pain to edit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I mean, I, I won't be editing it, certainly. Andy, my personal history 
with Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, anytime my family would get it growing up, I was pretty grossed out. Didn't like chicken on the bone. Uh, was definitely a, a tender or nugget boy. I don't know. I was, I was always bummed whenever it was KFC because it was like I was excited that it was, you know, going out, getting yeah, something. Sure. sure. But then it was like pretty much the bottom thing that I would choose, which pretty much carried on into adulthood as well. I just don't. I, I Now I'm fine with bone-in chicken. But uh, KFC, I, I feel like, has kind of degraded in quality uh, yeah. as I've aged as well. And I and I didn't love it to begin with. So, you know, before today, before this most recent eating of KFC, I got to say, my opinion, not very high. We'll see sure. if it changed after this week. I have really not been there very many times, I don't think. I would say less than 10 in my life that I can remember. Sure. Actually, I can't remember any, but I know that I'd had it. I feel like it's one of those places where you will be at like a work event or a family event or something, and like a bucket of their mm -hmm. fried chicken will just show up as if this is a reasonable way to feed people uh, some very soggy, super soggy fried chicken. That's been my experience with it is usually... When I've eaten KFC, it has not been fresh. It's been in a sort of catering situation. I, I have no memory whatsoever of eating it like of my own volition. You said a, a bucket usually shows up at your family reunion. And, yeah. I mean, your, your cousin's with bucket head. So like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of It's just obvious. so he has a I mean, new hat. Everybody knows you that. Switch hat like, out. But it's oh, not a hat. It's so his good. head, Andy. So good, He's Dan. your cousin. It's so What's good. Wrong? What a good bit. It's Cousins his with head. bucket head. The bucket is his top notch. You think it's a hat? You think the bucket? It would be called a bucket hat. That's already a thing. Well, he's What's ashamed. Wrong with you? He's ashamed of his bucket head, so he puts a KFC bucket over it because he feels less shame about that. Honestly, Dan. Hey, you're. It, he's your family, so that's the funniest thing you've ever said. Okay. Uh, if, you, if you want to insult me here, then <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I do want to. Yeah. I'm glad you're picking up on that. <laughs> In China, KFCs are everywhere. They're like three KFCs within half a mile from my apartment. They are all over the place. And part of that is population go, you know, people, the sprawl goes up here. So mm -hmm. just so many people in, in any given area that it makes sense to have tons of locations at these fast food places. And that's why there's so many in China, obviously, huge population density. KFC here has incredible looking ads, meaning it's like glossy photos of beautiful steakhouse style burgers. And yeah, it, it's like a burger restaurant that also <laughs> has chicken here. Truly. It's, it's, really, sure. it's really fascinating to me. They primarily advertise their burgers and they really make your mouth water when you see them. There's a KFC right across from the school where I work. The American International School of Guangzhou. You can look it up. It's really cool. And we, we're, on a, we're on an island. And it's very funny because it's in this really nice area. And it's like a high-end outdoor mall that's right next to like a small mall right next to our school. There's like a Porsche dealership at this place. And like <laughs> an, an Aston Martin dealership. But it's not a place where it's not like a dealership in America where you go to the lot and pick something out. You go to this place that Aston Martin is like the third floor. You go to this place and you look at the cars and you're like, I want that one. And they order it for you. It's 
that kind of uh, establishment. What I'm saying is, this is fancy. Like this is a high end, upper class mall sure. that. And then there's a KFC at the bottom, and it's the only place in that entire area <laughs> that is like that. The KFCs are everywhere. There's a Starbucks in that mall too, but it's like a Starbucks reserve. Like they have to make sure you know this isn't your regular Starbucks. Listen, you. You can still come here though. This is like special, more expensive Starbucks mm-hmm. just for you. Uh, truly, like that—that's for real. I guess we could do Starbucks at some point for the show. Rather not. Yeah, I look at these photos from time to time, and I, I have been deceived multiple times because the photos look great. And also, you know my feelings about chicken sandwiches. I love them. I oh, prefer yeah. them to a burger. A burger. We've talked about it ad nauseum on this show. My the single best item that I ate. For Spring Food Mo was the murderer chicken sandwich. That uh-huh. was really, really yeah. good. Um, so I've ordered KFC a few times here, and I'm always so disappointed. So, so disappointed because the chicken is just sinewy. It's low quality. You like get bits that you have to pick out of your mouth. It's really bad. It's really, really bad. And part of that is just Western palate. It's very common for food here to have bones that you have to pick out or to be very Text like the textures are much much different than we're accustomed sure. to in the U.S. And sometimes it depends on what you're eating. Uh, whenever I'm eating Chinese food and that happens, it's it's easier is not the right word. Like it's fine. I don't mind doing that at all. But it's not what I want from a KFC chicken sandwich. Like I don't want to have to pick out little pieces of bits that I don't know what part of the chicken they are because I can't chew them up or whatever. Anyway, it's bad. I usually add bits to mine, so mm, I, I like might maybe. Bits? Well, no, just whatever I have laying around, crumbs, uh, gravel, uh, <laughs> bones. Yeah, bones. bones if if yeah. I got bones, I'll, I'll put bones in there. I'm not like so you take anti-bones. The, the spent bones from your pri- fried chicken mm-hmm. and add it yeah. to your chicken sandwich. Okay. Well, yeah, if I still got them, yeah. You know, bones it, are really, if, those chicken bones are bad. You can't give those chicken bones to doggies. They They splinter. You know what I heard, Andy, from an Instagram video? I heard that it's it's only if you cook the bones. So if you give your dog raw chicken like some insane person, yeah. uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. That's why I heard from an Instagram video. So I don't know. It's like, what don't you know? Anything? I don't know. I don't trust any. Well, that's true. But I don't trust any uh, Instagram stuff, I don't think. I also don't. I'm not a reels person. People send me reels all the time now. I just have friends that communicate their feelings via reels. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I look at them and I watch them and enjoy them. But like, I, that's not my style of communication. You get a lot of reels. You're just opening I, reels. They're like, shut up. I hate you. <laughs> like, Please stop have, talking to me. These I are just friend, videos they recorded. <laughs> I, yeah, that's right. It's like, <laughs> you ever around Andy Carr whenever he's just babbling about some, some song that's, that's playing at the bar and he wants, you think it's very important for you to know what Matt Berninger mm-hmm. was thinking whenever he wrote the, this specific line yeah. of this national song. Uh-huh. Okay, so this has happened where I will be sitting with people at a bar like and talking. And this is one friend in particular who just really is a real, an R-E-E-L, real addict. Uh, we'll be with a group of people chatting and sh- I will get a notification and find out this woman sitting one person away from me just sent me a reel. <laughs> it's like, we're you watching videos right now? I keeps my head in the reels. I, I definitely have rotted my brain from reels. I, I it ebbs and flows. You know, I, I I'd, I'd rather not be in the reels, but yeah. For being honest, I'm probably in those reels. Sure. Well, you're you're good on Instagram. You've you've been doing bits on Instagram lately. It's been fun. Mm. 
been doing good. Oh, things. thank you, Andy. I, you I, know, occasionally I, I like to, I like to, I like to cook. Oh, happy Dan Simber, by the way. I was gonna say October oh, is kind of wow. October is Danny's season. Cause you like you like you do your Chucky right. bits on there. I mean, you really uh-huh. that's pretty year round. Whenever you're just feeling the Chucky, but happy Dan mm-hmm. Simber. Thank uh, you. Us recording thank an episode is obviously a Dan Simber miracle. That's right. That's right, baby. It happened, uh, and it's a good one too. So that's a that's one quality mm-hmm. of a Dan Simber episode that is just across the board. Every every single year, we get uh, good episodes in in yeah. Dan Simber. Listen, I don't want to be self indulgent. Sorry, but this also feels good to me. Often, mm-hmm. whenever we would finish episodes. Both when we used to do the show in person back home and now, I'm like, oh, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. But then I listen back and I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty fun. I think it all just depends on what's going on in yield bad brain up here. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling pretty good today. So, KFC. So, we've gone over both our personal histories as well as our opinions about reels. We've also checked in mm-hmm. on how we think this episode is going, mm-hmm. which means it's time Better Obviously, than the last one. To get into... Concretely. The food. Objectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Notice how this time we don't have any uh, missing audio from a plan that we made or anything like that. Dad, this episode's better. It's less self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. I took your criticism to heart. We're not indulging as much as before. We're not self-indulging. Nothing about this is self-indulgent. <laughs> and, and hey, mom, listen up. Uh, I don't really care what you think about this episode. Um, well, there. If that's... you don't like it, for the record, maybe be softer on me. Even if I do say that I think it's bad, like you don't have to say it's yeah, bad. You don't have to too. Agree. Like it's fine. You could disagree. Like you're my mom. Anyway, what my parents <laughs> think of the show does matter to me, and I like it when they like it. And I took Dad's complaint seriously because he was 100 percent right. It wasn't good. It was a self-indulgent episode, and now. To get even more self-indulgent, I'm being self-indulgent about not being self-indulgent as a bit, and now I'm mm-hmm. admitting that it's a bit, which is in and of itself even more self-indulgent. So we're just like going down these different layers all the way down to hell. <laughs> okay. I guess this one is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's save it, Dan. Let's talk about some food. All right. Tell me about your trip to KFC in Springfield, Missouri. Which location you hit up? I'm guessing. Can, I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. Please sunshine that's right and sunshine, sunshine and enterprise is is what you're looking for uh yeah that's pretty much my lifelong kfc that's the one i went to as a child it's the one nearest to me now definitely my first trip to kfc in years it, it's it's i would say at least five years on, on my last kfc visit I knew I only wanted to go one time and I, I wanted to really try to like get as much of KFC sampled as I could uh, mm-hmm. without uh, breaking the bank and without having to order a whole bunch of things. And I, I'm pretty happy with what I did, Andy. The, the KFC here in Springfield, Missouri, in, the, in these United States of America, Andy, they've got <laughs> these little chicken wraps these are wraps with chicken tenders inside them and they're and they're putting some of their sides inside of these wraps so my little trickster head andy is saying i won't even have to order these sides 
I'll order the wrap and I get it all. And that's what I did. So I don't know if you want to start with the sides. I, I just just know that some of my yeah. side comments are going to come from the the inside of the wraps. That I just nice. want to pre-warn you and pre-warn the audience. Okay. Yeah, we can definitely start with sides. I think that's a great idea. So I'm going to read the translations of the Chinese characters that for the items that I that I ordered. I did a massive sure. order, Dan, as I am wont to do. There's Mr. Business again. Okay, oh, yeah. so he's looking good. Look, my friend, I've talked about my friend before on the Outback Steakhouse house episode. We're both like garbage food friends. We're garbage food friends. And she said her favorite thing at a KFC is the mellow and fragrant mashed potatoes. Ooh. It's the single best item. So that, did you get mashed potatoes? Yes, Andy, I got mashed potatoes. Okay. I don't think they're great. I think they're pretty bland. At least the ones that I had are pretty bland. But I did like dipping chicken into them and also dipping oh, fries sure. into them. Potato mm-hmm. on potato action. So they sort of, the, you know, the, the texture disappears and it becomes just one single texture and flavor. Pretty good. Pretty good. But didn't love eating them on their own. It only had like a little tiny bit of gravy too. It's like like little, it was very small portion, not enough gravy. They're fine. They're okay. What are your mashed potato thoughts? Andy, my mashed potatoes... Real smooth mashed potatoes, not a whole lot of textural variance going on in these. Mm-hmm. Perfectly fine. I enjoy the heck out of them, Andy. I thought they, they, I thought they hit the spot. I, 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 I thought the gravery, uh, the, the, the savory gravery was uh, a plenty. I think I have to agree with your friend. They were the absolute best thing I had. I'm not going to speak of them in super high terms sure uh, I, I wouldn't hang them up on the wall with some of my favorite fry preparations so i, I you know i'll order the loaded fries at scully's and uh-huh. take a few of them uh, once i've finished uh eating and i'll i'll nail them to my wall and huh. put a little dip on them oh, sorry i was yeah I, thought- I, was, I was laughing at this reel i'm watching Oh, you're sorry that you weren't laughing at me. I, I just said a joke, and you're sorry. So, and because you weren't laughing at that, you were watching a reel. I'm okay. I'll uh, yeah. just shut. Andy, <laughs> what you uh, did you have no, the French fries? I was laughing at you. I did have the <laughs> French fries. So these are called Ripple King French fries. Ooh. Ripple King, which I do like the name. They're just crinkle cut. They're crinkle cut cut fries. Sure, they were fine. They're pretty far from the best fries you can get here. The best fries we could get in Guangzhou is at this Texas. Tex- was at a Tex-Mex restaurant. Taxidermy? Man. Taxidermy restaurant. It was at a Tex-Mex restaurant, and they closed. And now we can't get the good fries. There's mm. no truly good fries here. These are pretty soft. They've got a slight amount of texture on the outside. They were the very best when I dipped them into the mashed potatoes. Nothing special about the Chinese Ripple King French fries at KFC. Just okay. I also got something called KFC Tianfu Pepper and Spice Noodles. Now, um, the thing about that is they didn't show up. Uh, so I didn't get to find out what that actually was. It would have been fun though to, to find out. So, but I, didn't well, Andy, I did have the fries here in America. They did not can't claim to be the Ripple King. Uh, that of course would <laughs> be illegal, as I am the Ripple King. <laughs> These fries, uh, in fact, had no ripples in them whatsoever. No crinkles either. These are straight fries. Pretty excited for them, Andy. Kind of a, a they, they, you know. 
Looks like they're uh-huh. doing the Popeye's fries thing. They were very nasty. They weren't good. Yeah, okay. Were were they enhanced by being dipped in those mashed potatoes and gravy with that that little fry on fry uh, or, or potato on potato? Excuse me. Action. Yeah, that was pretty good. But uh, for the most part, real nasty. Okay. No, no noodles on my menu. Yeah. Uh, no noodles to, to choose from. Oh, wait, no, actually, Andy, that's not true. There were some noodles. The cheesy kind. Cheesy noodles? Yeah, Andy. Ever heard of them? <laughs> cheesy Macaroni noodles. elbow noodles oh, and cheese. Oh, man. I was, I, you know, because I'm in China, I was picturing Chinese noodles. But yeah, yeah, cool. I had incredible mac and cheese the other day. It was just homemade by a friend. It was so, so, so good. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, my mac and cheese was inside mac and cheese wrap. Andy. <laughs> okay, fine. This is a uh, this is a white tortilla with a chicken tender and Kentucky Fried Chicken macaroni and cheese, which I don't hate. KFC mac and cheese, I prefer it warm rather than just completely cold in a white tortilla kind of soaking into a piece of chicken removing any crispiness that that it once had uh i like it more in a bowl i think that's if i'm leaving this kfc interaction behind with any thing for everything separate sure i think yeah, yeah. I, I want i want i should have got a chicken tender and 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 mac and cheese in a bowl warm and uh and then maybe just like eating a white tortilla that's what i would have done if i could do it again yeah uh but you know normally i don't mind the kfc mac and cheese if i'm gonna order anything from there i'm probably gonna jump at that that's the only thing from childhood that i remember really enjoying uh but this i thought i thought was a i thought was pretty nasty andy I i thought it was pretty gross Mm, okay any other sides for you i also had uh the slaw uh in the spicy slaw wrap but n- nothing nothing really to say about that it wasn't good but yeah. pickly uh, pickly Real pickly slaw so you know i like a pickle but uh a, a, a bit pickly the slaw another item that i ordered that did not show up was hot and spicy pork crispy crispy chicken don't know what that was supposed to be. Yeah. This was all part of the... I got a combo. I got two combos and combined them, actually, and then got another sandwich on top of that to try everything that I wanted to try. But I, I, that didn't, it didn't come, so I, I don't know. This, is, this was all delivered to my apartment, by the way. I've talked before about how efficient delivery is here, so I ordered it, and it was at my apartment 20 minutes later. It's pretty wow. cool. So that's all the sides for me. Did you get any just straight-up fried chicken? Andy... I did. I had to get one piece of straight up fried chicken. Yeah. Now I, I need to ask you: Do you have the option there between original recipe and extra crispy? And no. which did you go with? Okay. Do not. That's something I had forgot about when ordering. Is is that there? There's a difference between the two. I decided to go extra crispy. I, of course, did not have the control group of the original recipe to compare against, so I'm not sure how much this matters, but I I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Okay, that's nice. So how did it compare to, say, Popeye's? 
Popeyes. I can't remember the last time I've had bone-in chicken from Popeyes. I'm oh. going straight up tenders there, which the tenders, tenders at Popeyes compared to the ones in the KFC wraps. Thumb up so high it's off the screen. They're they're blowing them out yeah. of the water. I but mean, you know, it's the best chicken in the world. So unfair it, it is very good. It's very good. Nope. Um, I I thought that the extra crispy bone in. I just got a straight up leg a la carte and i i thought it was real good i i i was pretty satisfied with it i you know that there's it's not fancy it's not churched up at all i, I thought i thought it was pretty good but it, what about your experience with the the bone in so you know how in the u.s one of the slogans for kfc is it's finger looking good mm-hmm. get a load of this translation uh i did order one piece i didn't know what part of the animal was going to show up it was a breast <laughs> But I, it's finger-sucking original flavor chicken. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, it's fine. It was totally fine. It's fried chicken, so it would only be so bad. But it's just pretty much texture and external spice. So part of the reason I was able to get this one uh, a la carte is because it came comes with this red kind of Chinese five-spice powder that's sprinkled over the top. Uh, I got one giant bite that was all breading. I love that. Love that bite. Uh, that was mm. all crunch, and I really enjoyed it. But, like the chicken itself is just so stringy and chewy and low quality to my palate that it wasn't. I didn't really enjoy it. The chewiness, the chewiness. The uh, the culture here is uh, all about chewy texture. Like that's it's very popular. Mm. So like a lot of wow intestines and sweetbreads and stuff like that. Cause they're very chewy. And well, so we should they, test those sometime. Testing and testings with Dan, my friend. Testing and testings could be a new trend. Testing and testings ride with onions. The part of the pain through which the waste passes. And that was the best theme that uh, we've ever done on the show. Thank you for <laughs> setting that up, Dan. Unfortunately, we don't have anything to test today. Oh, that is unfortunate. Sandwich time? Uh, yeah, That's why let's we're get here, into really. the sandwich, Andy. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the the sandwich. Let me preface it by saying I didn't get a sandwich. <laughs> okay, but really, really, this episode is happening because I sent Dan a message. Did mm. I screen cap my friend's message to you, or did I just tell you that she told me about this very special sandwich that KFC, KFC was? I offering? received an image. Certainly, okay. I'm, I certainly won't be going back to look and see if it was a screenshot or, or its okay. own original. What my friend told me was that. There's a lasagna burger at KFC, and the wow. picture does look like that. So it's like a picture of a, of a burger patty with lasagna on top of it. Now, mm-hmm. the translation of this item is milk, mushroom, pasta juice, <laughs> and a beef burger. I'm going to read you the translation of the description as well. Beauty, layer by layer, wrapped with chicken, bacon, and fresh mushrooms with rich layers. Plus 120 gram thick and juicy beef patties. The the beef burger is high quality. Milk mushroom pasta sauce and one beef burger. That's how it translated. I love the translations and the translations themselves are funny. It's just the language functions so differently that the translations come out very strange and (laughs) enjoyable. So this was very bland. It's just nothing going on. I mean, there's nothing going on with the lasagna. I know. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? I kept getting bites of sinew and the beef. The burgers are the huh. beef is bad. It's really bad. Only thing there with flavor was mayo. There's a lot of mayo on there, so I was getting some mayo flavor, which is admittedly pretty good. It's like a thinner mayo. It's like thin, not very mm-hmm. viscous, but still very rich. So I like that. 
this looked and honestly looked pretty good, like pretty appetizing when it showed up, unusual, which is unusual for KFC. It just didn't taste like much. It was bland. It wasn't unpleasurable to eat, but it wasn't particularly pleasurable either. However, there was another really interesting looking sandwich on the menu. Glutinous, spicy, glutinous duck chicken leg burger. Mm. Shopkeeper's description. Shredded duck meat is Sichuan spicy and captivating, while glutinous rice is soft and delicious. Main ingredients, chicken, duck, glutinous rice, shredded bamboo shoots, lettuce bread. The product and packaging shall be based on the actual product. Hey, well, I mean, that I appreciate that part at the end. And did you did you it was is there anything glutinous on there? I'm just wondering. I have a I'm, <laughs> Here's the I've, thing, Dan. No. No, there wasn't. Oh, okay. Uh, glu- glutinous rice. You get a lot of glutinous rice puddings and stuff like that here. So I assume that there was going to that was going to be incorporated into the just just somehow. This did not match the description. It there were parts of it that did. It obviously had duck meat on it on top of a burger. But it didn't really match the description, but it was surprisingly good. No Sichuan hmm. flavor, not even, a, not even a little bit of spice. I have no idea where the glutinous rice was on this sandwich. It's just grilled duck, like shredded grilled duck in the style of a, like a Philly cheesesteak uh, or just a cheesesteak. People have corrected me a lot about that lately. I don't know what the deal is. It's not a Philly cheesesteak. It's just a cheesesteak. But on top of a kind of spongy piece of grilled chicken with a sweet and slightly spicy kind of burnt orange sauce in between the two layers. There are a few bamboo shoots on the top of the duck, and that texture is a little weird, but I, I yeah. honestly didn't mind it. This was good. Like This was pretty tasty. I would never order it again, but I didn't hate eating it, which is honestly pretty high praise for China KFC. I, li- I like duck. That's something I've discovered here is I do enjoy sure. duck meat. Pecking duck is, is a pretty uh, great dish that you can get at a lot of places, but duck is just very popular, and it's generally higher quality than the chicken here, so if there's a duck option, I will generally take it. I get a I get a duck egg I get a duck egg hash here sometimes at this place that's really good anyway Ooh. Uh, I like this I also got a a control group spicy chicken leg burger which was garbage their mm-hmm. spicy chicken sandwiches are so bad they like I keep saying the chicken to me tastes like low quality it's super mm-hmm. sinewy you got a bunch of stuff you got to pull out of your mouth it even though it came quickly the breading was uh, wet bad it was a bad bad chicken sandwich. Did not enjoy it. McDonald's chicken sandwiches here are awesome, or at least they're awesome compared to everything else available in terms of chicken sandwiches. Here's something fun about the McDonald's chicken sandwich. I know we're talking about KFC. They don't have a non-spicy version. It's just a spicy chicken sandwich. And it's, it reminds me more of the windy spicy chicken sandwich than it does uh, anything that McDonald's serves back home. Anyway, back to KFC. What else do you have to talk about, Dan? Anything? Andy, I mean, I didn't get fully into the spicy slaw wrap, the the other of the two wraps that I got. I got the two wrap combo, and I, and I got a side, and I grabbed that piece of chicken, and I just left it there. I figured I was covering most of my bases on the sides with these wraps. Uh, the, the other wrap, the one with the spicy slaw in it, I, I thought it was fine. It did suffer from the same thing that the other one did with the kind of wetness of the slaw, just fully taking away the crispiness of the wrap. Uh, you know, I'm a big wrap guy. I love a wrap, Andy. And uh, mm-hmm. I thought that these were both uh, pretty terrible. I, I definitely would not order them again. But, you know, if I found myself near uh, a bucket of 
a, you know, original recipe or extra crispy, I'd, I'd reach in for, for a wing or a leg. I, I, I thought that was pretty good. That, that was my highlight of the meal. That's everything I had, Andy. Oh, cool. I got a few dessert items. One thing you can find a lot of places around here. One thing that's kind of special about the KFCs in China is that they have a Portuguese egg tart, which is a very popular dessert in Macau, which is one of the special administrative regions. It used to be a Portuguese colony, and then in the 90s, it, the, power was, the power was gradually being transferred back to China. When you go there, though, there's a lot of Portuguese architecture, Portuguese food, and it's just a very multicultural experience there that's slowly being, unfortunately, well, depends on your perspective. Because it, sure. you know, was a colony, so it probably never should have existed in the first place. However, it's developed its own culture over time, and that unique culture from this place is sort of being uh, drowned out as it rejoins the country that it originally should have never left. You know, that's that's just kind of my perspective. Mm-hmm. On it. So it's there's both positives and negatives to it. But anyway, one thing that uh, Portuguese well, culture and Andy, brought just to, to China just so was, I can add my perspective to it, uh, round where I'm from, when I hear that. It's it's typically someone talking about somebody uh, having tipped over one of their bovine stock uh, oh. and, and and exclaiming what 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 you've done to Macau. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Good one, Dan. That's so just my perspective on the whole thing. Portuguese egg tart is. Pretty. It, it's one of the few places you can order mm-hmm. one of those and just get it for cheap. It's a pretty specialized item, and it's interesting and weird that KFC has it, and they do a pretty good version of it. I had them had one in Macau at this business that had been making them from. It's like a family business that had been making them from over a hundred years, and obviously it's like delectable. It's really decadent. So it's like a custardy. Uh, it's like a it's a custardy tart. It's like a little mm-hmm. mini pie. Uh, with custard in the middle that's yeah. got almost like a creme brulee burntness on the top. But it's not it's not as thick, not as thick or crunchy like a creme brulee, but it's just got a little bit of a crisp texture. And you eat it. My in like parents three, had a custardy battle. And, oh my god. Over me. They did. <laughs> Objectively not true in any way. I know. <laughs> that's really good. Custard we should have done that at our Andy's Frozen Custard episode. That we did live in front of people, and you could have got a really big laugh from that, I'm sure. Oh, oh my was, God, if so they fun. could have been laughing anymore. Biggest memory it? from that live show, Andy? Mm-hmm. The the smell of everybody after they had soiled themselves with <laughs> laughter. <laughs> That's one that'll stick with you. Mm. Sure. Yeah, that was honestly. I didn't like that that much. It, it kind of stunk. Bad. I liked it. I thought mm. it was satisfying. You know, We're just because you know, you know how you know how that smell got there. Yeah, I sure do. I also got a red bean pie, which looks like a McDonald's pie, except it's made with like red bean paste. The crispy outer skin was really nice. I just said crispy outer skin from my notes because I just realized that's not my language. That's the translation. Crispy outer skin wrapped in red bean fragrance, sweet and honey. I like that honey mm. sounds like it's an adjective there. This was okay. I do not love red bean. There's a lot of desserts that have red bean paste and it's sure. so mild. It's not, it's not sweet. It can be sweetened. And I've had that a couple times also, which is, is better. But I just have this Western palate that 
crave sweetness from desserts. This was okay. I actually liked the crispness of the the outside. But I kept wishing I could have like the the pineapple because McDonald's has like a pineapple uh, pie here that you can get seasonally. Uh, it was just okay. I also ordered a cup of Jujin juice beverage, which I took one sip of and threw out. And that is everything that I ordered, Dan. So we've made it all the way through. Wow. KFC review. What are you going to rate this out of barracks because of the kernel? How many barracks out of five? Before I give my barracks rating for Kentucky Fried Chicken, I wanted to just kind of go over. I I have one more thing here that I need to do. Wait. Biscuits. Did you have any biscuits? Oh, yeah, I actually did, Andy. I totally forgot to write the biscuit down, uh, and I I made sure to get one because you exclaimed to me over text that they China doesn't have the biscuits. They don't got biscuits here, <laughs> Andy. That. <laughs> no place that does. That is a shame to hear. I know. It's English muffins only, man. Breakfast menu, McDonald's, and KFC, English muffins only. Well, Andy, you might be happy to hear then that the biscuit I received was the worst thing that I ate. Hands down, my beautiful dime piece girlfriend and I both took one bite of it and couldn't even swallow it. So doughy, so nasty, barely, truly almost unedible. Uh, Really? it, It was very, very bad, Andy. Um, and to know that it's just a, a mere block away from a Popeyes is yep, yep. It, it's it ought not be allowed to even exist, Andy. It, it really was sad because especially whenever you talked about not having biscuits over there, I was really looking forward to. I, I you know it made me remember how much I love a biscuit and mm. um, made me remember how much I love having like. You know, just feeling like I have something over you um, and feeling like I'm I'm winning. <laughs> that's right. In this situation, that's definitely yeah. the dynamic because uh, you have biscuits. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I, and, and that's <laughs> you typically the, how it goes. But this you're one in the was the superior situation for sure. This, yeah. <laughs> this was in the uh, in. Uh, more in the dog biscuit realm of of biscuitry if i had to if i had to put it simply andy so excuse me the biscuits that's done that's through andy done with the biscuits onto the barracks my beautiful dime piece 10 out of 10 girlfriend and i have been making our way through the Sex in the City television show, Andy. Okay. Uh, you know, she's seen it. People have seen it. People know the show. I had never personally seen it, and I, I'm a fan of pop culture, and I'm a, a fan of garbage, and, and, and this is... It, it veers into both, although I don't think the show on the whole is garbage. I think it. Uh, uh, there's a reason it, it existed. I'm a bit of a and-just-like-that head myself. Okay. So okay. that really... Uh, spurred me on to to finally watch the origins of one of my favorite shows, one of my favorite titled shows, and just like that, uh, now entering into its third season on Maximum. 
Uh, so I, you know, it, that basically was it. I, I, we had started watching and just like that. Um, I'm a big, and just like that head, as I said, uh, I had seen both of the sex in the city movies. I just had to bite the bullet, watch the whole series. And we made it through Andy Mm -hmm. and, um, and we sat and we joy enjoyed the second part of the two part series finale of sex in the city with our kfc um okay i was wondering where where this was going which i you know sounds dumb to you as maybe a a non-watcher of the show but it's not unrelated to the show kfc literally does show up s-e-x yes yeah well kfc s-a-t-c i think would be probably the 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 better pull there so andy uh with what with me eating Kentucky Fried Chicken while finishing the series. I now have to go back to rewatch the movies um, and, you know, on to the and just like that rewatch as well. But I thought it would be apt for me to, you know, it, it, it happens with everything. People want to know which sex in the city lady are you andy and that's not what we're answering here today i believe we've actually already done it on the show mm-hmm. uh, eagle-eared listeners will certainly let us know i i don't want to do that andy i want to give the definitive assignments of items on the kentucky fried chicken menu to their sex in the city girlies so um, I know it doesn't seem like you are really aware uh, of of much of the series. Have you seen any Sex in the City, Andy? No, none. Okay, no. This is worthless. This is worthless for me. <laughs> oh, now you know how I feel when you're talking. Uh, <laughs> sure. So that's how uh, I feel. Is, I'm talking as well. I, um, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go through now. I I won't be. I guess if you have any questions, you're welcome to ask them, but I'm not going to be defending any of these. These are all correct. Um, I worked with my girlfriend on these. Uh, These are 100% accurate. um, And if anybody would like to dispute them, uh, they are welcome to come for me. But just know when you come for the king, you best not not miss. So thank, thank you, Andy. Okay. I'm going to start with just the core four, okay? Now, I I want to preface this by saying that the list began as a ranking of the KFC sides. So, you're going to notice immediately the core four ladies are sides. Now, I, I have rethought about it. Uh, trying to decide if maybe had I, if I could go back, which I can't. Mm-hmm. If if one any of the ladies would be mains, and I I've decided that this is definitively right, Andy. Okay. Um, and I and I will not be explaining myself. I'm glad. Here we go. Carrie, that's Carrie Bradshaw. She's played by Sarah Jessica Parker, Andy. Hmm. French fries. 
Samantha Why? Jones. Explain. I told you I won't be oh, explaining sorry. myself, Andy. Sorry, I apologize. I also, I think I did tell you you could, you could ask as well, but mm. those are, um, you know, not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Samantha Jones, played by Kim Cattrall. Coleslaw. I accept this. Mar- mm-hmm. Miranda Hobbs. Played by Cynthia Nixon. Uh-huh. Macaroni and cheese. Cool. Charlotte York. Uh-oh. That loses. Played you? by an No. I hope not. Oh, you're back. You're back. You froze, but you're back. Sorry. Charlotte York. Charlotte York. Played by an actress whose name I cannot remember right now. Despite her being you know, one of my favorite characters in the whole series. I think she's wonderful. Hmm. Uh, that's me just being a bad boy. I should know that. I should have <laughs> came prepared. She uh, is mashed potatoes, Andy. Uh-huh. Okay. Now we're going to move outward a little bit, Andy. Okay. Are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Big. That's Mr. Big. Have you heard of this fella? I Chris have, Knopf. yeah. I've heard of this guy. That's maybe the one thing I actually know about Sex in the City is that there's a guy named Big. Uh, well, let me tell you, Andy. I just saw the series finale, so I know his first name. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it's it's a really big deal. Wow. Okay. He's bone-in original recipe, Andy. <laughs> Aiden. Funny. Do Funny. you know Aiden? Nope, sure don't. This is for the audience, Dan. This is not for me. Aiden is tenders, uh, but he orders bone-in extra crispy. Mm, okay. Burger is macaroni chicken wrap. Now, I'm not going to clarify that sentence for you even a little bit. <laughs> I'm just going to let that hang for you. Burger is macaroni chicken wrap. Yes. Okay, thank okay. you. Okay, noted. Alexander, he is lemonade, which has I I, I should note um, because it's it's a part of this. Uh-huh. Uh huh. At KFC, fifty cent upcharge for the lemonade. They really want you ordering that that garbage Pepsi. Ugh. Sure. And why wouldn't they? They're owned by well, it's Yum Brands now, which is an offshoot of Pepsi. Pepsi owns Yum Brands, but. Never mind. Whatever. Do your thing. Harry is pot pie. Steve. Now get this, Andy. Steve is with Miranda. Oh, wow. That's like our friends. Okay. Steve and Miranda, Miranda. who's on the show. Oh, that's right. Now I get it. That's like our friends. Yeah, they're cool. That's fun. I wonder if anybody's ever mentioned that to them a million times before. Steve. They have really, both of them have really good um, social media presences. I enjoy following their Instagrams. Andy, will you, are you done? Will you shut up for a second? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm done. Steve. It's the classic chicken sandwich, Andy. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. 
For sure. Stanford is chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Mario Cantone is the napkins. And I know his character's name is Anthony, but he's Mario Cantone. Okay? Oh, thanks for clarifying. Yeah. Smith Jared is dips. Mm. Makes perfect sense. Scooter is the corn bowl. You can order a bowl of corn as a side. Sweet. So. Also, the famous bowl, I think, is is famously refer, referred to as a corn bowl uh, by many, many people, Andy. That's Scooter. Mm-hmm. And then, um, now this mm-hmm. one, this one, I just need the audience because you uh, are, you know, uncultured swine. You don't know what I'm talking about. I need the audience to know that this was written... Before I tasted and knew how bad the biscuits were, Andy. Oh. oh, Which is to say that I never would have, knowing that the biscuits were bad, I never would have placed the wonderful, talented Che Diaz as biscuits. So... Uh, that is the the definitive Sex in the City uh, assignments of the Kentucky Fried Chicken menu, Andy. I would give it one barracks. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going two barracks. No uh, prologue to my review as I enter my fourth hour on Zoom today. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> I did enjoy it. I wish I, I have no context for it. So I have no re- responses. Also, I needed to order my lunch. I ordered butter chicken and some uh, veggie pakoras. I'm very excited about that. To Do you want, arrive. I mean, I can go back through them. I mean, if, Carrie is fries. For, Samantha is you. coleslaw. Miranda is mac and cheese. Charlotte is mashed okay, potatoes. We have and, a and game listeners will now. really know that that one, that I snapped on that one. We have a, we have a game for this episode. This will be the third Earth Food Mo episode to feature a version of this game. The last time we didn't do it because I didn't have time, but it's back, baby. Remember, whenever, mm-hmm. remember whenever we did the Popeyes episode and I did name that chicken tune or something? Well, this time, we're going to do a little bit different. It's going to be Name That Biscuit. Well, thank you, Andy, for just fully blasting a Crystal Castle set in my ears there. That was that was really great to hear those chip tunes uh, just about triple the volume of your speaking voice. I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> no, it's okay. That's the that's the type of stuff I like, Andy. <laughs> Dan, for name that biscuit, I'm going to play you a very, very short clip of the word biscuit appearing in some song. Your goal is to guess the song and the artist. Now, I had asked you if maybe we could get someone else in for this segment so there'd be some competition. And uh, I don't think either of us could come up with anybody who might want to do this dumb game uh, last second. Nor did I come up with a scoring system for it anyway. So it's just going to be guessing songs. Um, Well, you had asked if we could 
get if I knew anybody like locally who had been on the podcast or anything that I thought would be up for. I said no. I do. I mean, I've got like I got friends, you know. I have like oh yeah yeah of course. I I got a couple ride or dies in my life that'll you know that that are are down to some rods record at a, yeah. a moment's love, love notice. My rods. That, um, I got my boys. You know, they're usually over at, at my Ride place anyway, just kind of chilling. Uh, oh, rods. R-O-D. Ride or die. Ride or die. Ride or die. Ride or die. Love my rods, baby. Ride or die. Ride. Love rods. Okay. Okay. I'm the Ripple King. I love rods. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great Dirty Nil song called Ride or Die. <laughs> You're my ride or die. Oh, yeah. I'll take your word for that, Andy. Um... <laughs> I I have friends, Andy, and and I, I decided to call up a few of them today um, to help out with this oh, name your tune cool. segment. So, uh, okay, I, I, does it work with three contestants? I mean, will I still be able to play? Or sure, do, do, how's how's this how's this go? That's fine. We'll figure it out as we go. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that uh, you, you all are going to have to t- keep score. It's going to be three rounds. Each round, the clip will get a little bit longer for each song. And we'll go through and uh, we'll start with one person. And if that person can guess it on the first one, if the artist is three points, the song is also three points. If they get it the second round, the artist is two points. Mm -hmm. Song title, Mm -hmm. two points. Third round, Mm -hmm. one point, one point. So you get how this works. Mm Mm-hmm. I can try my mm-hmm. best to keep score, but I, I make no promises. I'll get a spreadsheet going here so if I can figure it out as we go. And and do you do you care at all who the two guests are that will be playing the game? Well, with me? I was getting to that. Like I you you booked the guests. I figured you introduced them. I'm also trying to pull a spreadsheet together because I didn't uh-huh. know there was going to be more than uh-huh. just you. Now I got to score it. Okay, so like, do we need? Did you send Zoom invites? What's going on? Yeah, I mean, well, they're in the room with me, dummy. They're literally oh, right okay. here. Cool. All right. So, first guest. Well, first guest is me. You're a host. First guest of the game. Contestant. First contestant, that would also be me. Okay. Uh, second contestant, however, Andy, that's going to be my good buddy who uh, is appearing on the on the show here for the first time today. Uh, old pal with me. We go way back. You may have... You like movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a bit. He's primarily a star of, of movies, uh, you know, with me here today. My old pal, he, he's been out of the country for a little bit, but uh, I've got uh, Sterling Hayden here. Ooh, Sterling Hayden? Uh, did you fake your death? Oh, you know, I've... death is that's a weird thing, you know. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it is pretty weird. That anyway, I, I've lived on die. a schooner since the age of seven, and I often I think about death, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, well, you know. The touch of a woman, nothing can replace that. <laughs> that that you can't that can't be replaced. And and on the sea, my wife, she doesn't she doesn't like the ocean. But me, I, I was raised there. Whoa. And, uh, she she took lithium and that made her feel very you know Sterling, you know? 
would it surprise you to know that you died the day before I was born? You died on May 23rd, 1986. Are you aware that you're dead? You died. Not a whole lot that surprises me anymore. Your death made way for my birth. Well, you know, when you, that, that I, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily the way it works, Andy. 1986, I was in Kosovo. And, uh, so I, I imagine that my death would have, uh, brought forth the, 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 the birth of a, a Kosovonian child. But, uh, you know, in those days, I was smoking a lot of hashish then. And, you know, that, that'll, that'll open up the doorways to the mind. And, you know, I I grew up at a different time. Yeah, I love your performance hmm? in uh hmm? the the killer, the killing. Oh, fine film. Fine film. I you know, I I I when 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 the studio asked me to do the killer, I said, <sighs> "Oh, I I've been living on a boat since I was 7 years old." And uh I think my personal favorite performance of yours is in The Long Goodbye, probably. Again, performance in quotes, because if you weren't drunk, then you were playing drunk very effectively in that for most of that movie. Well, I've got a bit of a problem with the booze. You if you look if you look at Gift Horse, Andy. And did I call you Andy? Can I call Dan, you? Dan, have you watched The Long Goodbye? You can call me Andy. I have, I, I think so, that Elliot Gould. Classic cat film. It's so, so oh, good. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen yeah. it, you would love it. Good right, cat Sterling. film. Certainly, we've got to move, this, move this along. Finish your thought, and then we've got to introduce another guest. I, what, what were we talking about? I discovered Hashish in Berlin, and Hour and brought, 20... I went 35 minutes into this. I just brought as much as I could to Cambodia. And oh, I've been there. I have you. What if we were there at the same time? Mm. Oh. Hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> well. Hmm. All right. Well, we All have right. Our, third our third contestant, contestant? here as well. <laughs> I'm genuinely uh, excited to play this game. Let's get to it. Yeah, I mean, so am I. I think contestant number two is as well, and I'm sure contestant number three here is is just uh, it's static. Um, he is also a friend of mine, guy who's kind of around a lot, chilling with me, and um, just a pretty chill guy in general. He's the star of the screen as well. I would say he's been in films, maybe. Uh, maybe. I I mostly know him as a as a a, a television actor actually but um you know he's just a buddy of mine and he's uh mm-hmm. he's a guy i work out with him that you know let's be let's be straight up andy you work out he's my workout buddy cool um so you know i got the uh actor the john barenthal oh johnny hey what's up guys you're john barenthal um now listen, I think if you're more of a podcast, my name's John Barenthal. Mm. Okay, okay. I was just playing 
Now, I, I just come from the set. I've been playing Big Papa Bear in the FX show The Barenthal. <laughs> okay. I, I was on the Walkman dead. <laughs> I was the punchinger. I punched the every bad guy in that show. Yeah. Okay. That's right. It seems like it's a problematic show, especially considering, considering your history of uh, defending people who have done that, punching her. Hey, that that's hey, that's my friend. I'm allowed to have friends over to my house and talk course, to them sure. and, and wear my hat, okay? I'm John <laughs> Barenthal. I'm John Barenthal, and I'm apparently famous for some reason, okay? Yeah. All right, we got John Barenthal and Sterling Hayden and Dan Howell. Let's listen to the hey, first clip. Dan, this is your round. These are not in order of difficulty. I try to make these easier than the last mm-hmm. time, but we'll see mm-hmm. here. Okay, here we go. So we'll have Dan go first. Biscuits. Biscuits. Andy, I, be- I believe that's I believe that's the Wu-Tang Clan. That's three points for Dan so far. Would you like to hear the next section? We or do you think you can guess the song? I mean, there's you only there's like fourteen choices. Um, give me the next section, Andy. What biscuits? I don't know. I'm. I don't think I'm gonna be able to. I. I. I won't be able to pull the song. Okay. Ghetto bastards with biscuits. Don't have it? No. No, okay. I mean, I've, I know the song. I just, I, I'm course, not good with Wu-Tang names. Shaolin shadow boxing. And the Wu-Tang Track one, style. side one, my dude. Wow. Bring the ruckus. The Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could Real be good. dangerous. Yeah. Real good. Do you think your Wu-Tang sword can defeat me? It's just one of the best songs of all time. One of my absolute favorite songs. Total banger. Love it so much. Saw a lot of bangers in the war. All right, round two. (laughs) You know, you did. You could. You could. I. I. I worked with. I worked with all the so greats. Hungry. I'm so tired and so hungry. You know, I and 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 and, and sure, I, I regret a few things. All I've, right, I've, your, I've stood your in the turn. front of the mirror and I've I've told myself, I've I've said I've said words. <laughs> I've said uh, uh, no, no. What's well, let's go ahead Sterling and play this Hayden, I say we try it out. You're up, Sterling Hayden. <laughs> Here's the first clip. Um. Hmm. All right, can you guess it? You have three seconds. Were they now? Were okay, they? You've lost your chance. They have for any three association points? with Vampire Weekend? No. I believe. I believe it's Mr. Steve Lacey. Okay, Steve Lacey. And I believe that's... you're wrong about that. That last you're saying no to. Oh, that. you're a I big Steve Lacey played on a Father of the Bride on a on a. I on don't a few care. Tracks. All right, um, so uh, I did, I wouldn't know anything about that. Do you know the name of the song? My wife doesn't. She doesn't enjoy the sea okay. like I do. I grew up there. You know, she has to take lithium to 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 to, 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 to be right. You know, 
And back in my day, that's what you did. You would you would take. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead take with lithium. Not knowing, so that's two points total for Sterling Hayden since I guess the artist in round two. That is the song "Bad Habits," huge single last year. Well, gonna have to cut that out. Didn't realize no, I know that, a thing or two that lyric about was in there. All right, habits. time for JB has me. John Bernthal, you're up. First it's round here. Let's Sterling's hear the clip. Oh, no, I'm John Barenthal. Why don't you go ahead and give me that one more Biscuits. time there, Andrew? Biscuits. Is okay, round two. Is that 38 clip. special? Yeah, no, it is not. For two points and two points. Biscuits. I know oh, Dan no, knows. I know this one. I know this one. I know this one. I'm John Barenthal, and I, I definitely know that this. Give it to me one more time. This is round two. This is my favorite song. This is Enya, Orinoco Flow. <laughs> Incorrect. No, on both counts. Round three. Two extra biscuits. Is it Kendrick Lamar? Is it, is it Kendrick Lamar Duckworth? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh, John Barenthal. It's almost like your wow. ego is too large to <laughs> to uh, do a bit in place of actually <laughs> showing off music knowledge. <laughs> uh, it is indeed Kendrick Lamar. Two extra biscuits. Anthony liked him and then let him slide. They didn't kill him. In fact, it looked like they're the last to survive. Pay attention. That one Great song. All right, back now, to Andy, Dan. You must like that song because you were talking about how much you like Duckworth and. And and the worth of a duck. Now this is what I tell all my people out there that that listen to me uh, because right. I was the round four. I tell this them is you are Dan's, the worth of a duck. This is Dan's round. Round four. Biscuit. Biscuit. One more time. Uh, give Dan. it to me again. Biscuit. I also need, really like this song. Proceed. Despite that, there's. A homophobic thing in it. It's 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 one of those tough ones. And a biscuit. Round two. Oh, as uh, as uh, Tyler, the creator. Indeed, uh, so that's two uh, points. Uh, something something early from him, I'd say. Nope, incorrect. Oh, okay. I would say mid career. Round three. I'd say your career is a mid career. It, it's eh, arguable. I will tell you that he's a feature on this track. He's not. It's not his song. And a biscuit. Um, Andy, I'm going to need to proceed to round three. I don't know what this is. Okay. This is Pusha T featuring Tyler, the creator. It's Trouble on My Mind. Berries and a biscuit. Trouble on my mind. I got trouble on Love that song. It gets really wow. good. My lunch has arrived and I'm just, I have to hang up on the person calling me and uh, tell them to leave it in the box real quick. Sorry. Sure. You know, I when we would get lunch on set, it would it would also come in a box, rather large box, and we'd tear the sides off of it and write little things on those, and you'd you'd pin that to your clothes, and we'd do that for fun, you know. And that was, you know, that's what you did back then. You took lithium. You you drank. You we you know. I I grew up on a boat. I, I I've lived on a schooner in the south of France uh, while while my wife she lives in in 
in Philadelphia, the United States. And okay. Takes lithium. So round five. This is, I guess, we're going to throw this up to anybody. We're going to throw this up to anybody to, to guess. Okay. Does that include me, John Barenthal? Yes, all three of you. Biscuit. Uh, g- give, give that one more time, Andy, please. Biscuit. Okay. I'm going to need round two. Expanding. Biscuit. That is longer. Biscuit. You know, and and we, there's something about living on the sea that it when, okay, now when the sail the goes third. up, it really... It'll... The the hashish, uh, Andy. I'm a, I, I that that's definitely Biscuit Town, the opening track off of King Cruel's The Ooze 2017 Correct. album. Two more points for Dan. Um, Happy an album to that I listened to within the last 24 album, 24 hours. Biscuit Town. Biscuit Town. Happy to report that Dan has won this game with seven points. Sterling Love Hayden scored song. two points. JB Love scored two points. And it's been nice having you both. Thank you for showing up here. I'm going to give you each 30 seconds to say bye. And then Dan hey, y'all, this is John Barenthal. I just want to plug my brain pills. Uh, you can get those at johnbarenthal.com. That is J-O-W-N-B-E-R-R-N-B-R-R-N-R-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-B-
would will know it, it is currently in the zeitgeist for people to turn blue and and i thought it might be fun to wrap that up into andy's little bit and you know talking about it right now and, and considering it i i i think maybe it would be less fun than it is in my head i'm, I'm talking about lady on the show drinking colloidal silver till she turned blue andy you got anything else you need to plug on this wonderful episode of earth food mo and i and i mean that i i, I enjoyed this episode whole lot more than the last one i felt bad at the end of recording that like legitimately <laughs> i don't have anything to plug i'm happier with this episode than i was the last one for sure i'm excited to listen back like i said i'm so hungry i'm very excited to eat my pakoras and butter chicken here in a little bit i'm excited to go see wonka and then have some ramen after so i got a good afternoon lined up because of my afternoon plans i don't actually know when this episode's going to come out i have truly no idea so busy gonna have to edit wow. what is now a nearly two hour episode Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but i'm i'm glad we still have 150 or so people listening to this thing it's it's really fun still grateful i wish the show was uh better <laughs> no pretty, it is it's, it's no you know it what it's better i gotta it get out of i gotta get out of that habit of saying this was good bad. this was a good was one good. i i, good I truly you, believe that shout out to to colin who always tells me uh that he's listening and um what up colin uh, well, I, I'm, I'm glad you're listening and this because uh, he doesn't see you in live and in person at shows Andy congratulations uh, to Colin and Nicole for their engagement by yeah, the way yeah absolutely really cool. my Congrats former bandmates and too. current friends been nice wonderful summer, past hopefully. spring food mo guests yeah and controversy litigators well controversy litigator in the case of Nicole Okay, well, uh, that's been fun. I hope you have a really good Christmas, Dan. I hope our mm-hmm. uh, I hope our listeners enjoy our Christmas themed episode about KFC. Yep. Of course, we did pick that because of the red and white. Yeah. That from the KFC aesthetic. Merry Christmas, ho ho yeah. ho! Elves, stockings, garlands, chimney, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. presents, uh... ornaments. Star, carp, hair, uh, mistletoe, shoes, uh, milk, milk, milk crate, uh, poison to consume, cork board. These are Christmas things. Yeah, cork board. Okay, great to Uh, see you, Dan. We'll see everybody. Who knows when? Maybe January, maybe February. Definitely not again in December. See you in 2024. And you know, she she took lithium. And, but that's just what you did back then, you know? Hmm? You know? Hmm? Spring Food Media. Media.